I'd like to welcome you to this Advent prayer service this morning. Thanks for being here. In these weeks leading up to Christmas, we find ourselves in the traditional Christian season of Advent. Advent is the season of reflective preparation for Christ's nativity at Christmas and Christ's expected return in the second coming. In this way, for centuries, it has been an opportunity for Christians to balance the two elements of remembrance and anticipation. One catechism describes Advent beautifully. It says, when the church celebrates the liturgy of Advent each year, she makes present this ancient expectancy of the Messiah. For by sharing in the long preparation for the Savior's first coming, the faithful renew their ardent desire for his second coming. We begin with with movement one, presence. As we wait in the hopeful expectation for his second coming, we're reminded of the gift of his first, his very presence with us. This Advent service is meant to provide space for us to observe, observe the presence of God here and to prayerfully reflect on how his light has dispersed the darkness 2,000 years ago and how that's good news for us today and for us to acknowledge that we yet wait. We wait for the fullness of the kingdom to come here, restoring our home and our hearts. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. For our time together this morning, it'll be marked by readings, prayers, times of silent reflections, and songs. And during the songs, we would invite everybody to stand. And after the songs, we'll invite everybody to have a seat. So may we together this morning experience the God of love here in this place. Let's pray. God of light, we who have so much to do and seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day, we who are anxious over many things, look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people, walking in darkness, yet seeking the light. To you we say, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. This next adaptive reading is um, adapted from portions of Colossians 1 and 2. Uh, In this part, I will read some of the portions, and then you may join me uh, in the underlined portions. From Colossians chapter 1 and 2, May we be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled us to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. Everything was created through him 
and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ and through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So we also are complete through our union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. May our God, our Father, give us grace and peace. As we sing this first song, um, I invite you to reflect on the fact that um, Jesus came, he came to bring peace and he came to bring love. Um, he came to bring near to us, to you. Yeah, and in his presence, we find our rest, our strength. So will you stand with us as we sing this first song? Movement two, behold. As Advent invites us to remember Christ's first coming, this season provides opportunity for us to pause, to worship, and to behold. We learn from the witnesses to the events of the Nativity that there's a choice in how we respond to the incarnate God arriving here in our world. King Herod, threatened by the arrival of another who was called King, chose hard-heartedness. And it resulted in a response of jealous, murderous terror. But from the likes of Mary, the shepherds, the magi visitors from the east, and others, we see pure responses of worship. It's true that what we value most, what we love and adore and focus on, what we worship, it's that that forms us into the people that we become. It can be easy to worship other things, independence, success, fame, comfort, control. But our souls are most fully alive when we worship what, or rather who, we were truly made for. Luke 1, 46 through 55. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Lord, help us to choose to worship you today and every day. 
you know how to break through the difficulties in our lives. May we choose not to be overwhelmed with circumstances, but instead choose to behold your beauty and greatness. May we declare your glory among the nations, your marvelous deeds among all peoples. May we sing to the Lord a new song. Teach us to embrace a lifestyle of worship, thanking you in every situation. We offer you a sacrifice of praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'll invite you guys to stand up again as we worship and let's just behold the one who heard humanity's cry and left his throne and even now is in our midst. Movement three, light. During the season of Advent, as we await his second arrival, we're called to seek the light of Christ, even in the midst of darkness. We're invited to face the darkness in our own lives and in the world around us. The prophets assure us that the darkness will not overcome us. They call us to watch for the light. We're called to wait, to hope, to trust in promises made. As we make this Advent journey in faith, we invite God's light to dispel the darkness. We ask for the grace to set down all those burdens that darken our hearts as we search for the light. We ask for the gift of attentiveness that we may truly see God's loving presence within and among us. And we ask for renewed faith that we might be light for others. First John 1, 1 through 7. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was the father and then he was revealed to us. And our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things to you so that you may fully share our joy. This is a message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth, but if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Let us enter into prayer once more. And for this responsive prayer, we, as we pray for specific concerns in our world and in our hearts, after each petition, the reader will say, God of light, then you may all respond each time with the refrain, in faith we pray. 
So let us pray. God who dispels all darkness, come to be with us in each one of our situations. Come to live among us, live with us and in us. Come to fill the distances that divide and separate us. Come reconcile us with you and with one another. Come to open our hearts to the mystery of your love and the invitation of your grace. Let our complacency give way to fervor and our judgments to compassionate empathy for others. Turn oppression to justice and transform conflict to peaceful accord. Father, hear now these prayers. Places in the world where families and countries are torn apart by conflict, violence of war, and we ask for the light of peace to break through the darkness. God of light, in faith we pray. We bring to you in prayer all those places in the world where people have been forced from their homes and are separated from their families and ask for the light of hope to break through. God of light, in faith we pray. We lift up those places in the world where people are suffering from poverty, disease or illness and ask for the light of healing to break through. God of light, in faith, faith we, pray. we pray. We acknowledge, Lord Jesus, that darkness resides in our own hearts. Continue to heal us and sanctify us through the work of your spirit. May the light of your mercy and forgiveness break through. God of light, in faith we pray. We bring to you in prayer the broken relationships that have brought hurt and the injustice that has marred your world. May the light of your reconciling love break through. God of light, in faith we pray. May we, your servants, offer light in places of darkness. May we work as one body to bring justice for the poor and peace for the afflicted. Bring hope in our darkened world and announce the dawn of your kingdom once again. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. As we sing this next song, we sing to the light of the world. He who came to be born in a manger, um, born for the cross to suffer and die, but then to save. Um, this is a new song or it was for us and so, um, just as you, as you get to know it, um, will you sing with us? Movement four, coming. A beautiful thing about God is his faithfulness. He's never, never abandoned his people. He's always been loving, pursuing, 
carrying out his plan, a plan to come to us, to rescue us. We, in this age, we find ourselves in the already not yet. Citizens of a kingdom that has come, but has not yet come in full. We enjoy the presence of God in our midst through the Holy Spirit that lives in us. And yet, we eagerly await the fulfillment of God's promise to fully restore creation and our life with him in the new heavens and new earth. In this way, we join together with those who in ancient times waited for the arrival of the Messiah. For our next reading, we'll provide pauses intermittently. This space is meant to invite you to consider the words just read more closely. It's an opportunity to choose one word or phrase from the text that you feel led to pay particular attention to. Let it be a time to prayfully reflect and respond to God's voice to you through the text. Jeremiah 33, 10 through 17. This is what the Lord says. You have said, this is a desolate land where people and animals have all disappeared. Yet in the empty streets of Jerusalem and Judah's other towns, they will be heard once, again, once more, the sounds of joy and laughter. The joyful voices of the bridegrooms and brides will be heard again, along with the joyous songs of people bringing thanksgiving offerings to the Lord. They will sing, give thanks to the Lord of heaven's armies for the Lord is good. His faithful love endures forever. For I will restore the prosperity of this land to what, is, to what it was in the past, says the Lord. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. This land, though it is now desolate and has no people and animals, we once more have pastures where shepherds can lead their flocks. Once again, shepherds will count their flocks in the towns of the hill country, the foothills of Judah, the Negev, the land of Benjamin, the vicinity of Jerusalem and, the, and all the towns of Judah, I, the Lord, have spoken. The days will come, says the Lord, when I will do for Israel and Judah all the good things I have promised them. In those days and at that time, I will raise up a righteous descendant from King David's line. He would do what is just and right throughout the land. And that day, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this will be its name. The Lord is our righteousness. For this is what the Lord says. David will be a descendant sitting on the throne of Israel forever.
So our last song is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And as we sing, I encourage you to pay attention to the word rejoice. Our lives can sometimes uh, feel heavy, like lowly exile or captivity, yet we always have reason to rejoice. And the coming of Christ has the power to fill us with a hope no darkness can take away. If you would stand and we'll sing. Let's pray. Emmanuel, our world waits in darkness, longing for your light. In the midst of darkness, enliven us with your hope. As we long for lasting peace in the midst of war, be with us. As we long for families to be reunited, be with us. As we long for enemies to be reconciled, be with us. As we long for cures and healings, be with us as we long for love and community, be with us. Fulfill the deepest longings of your people and dispel the darkness in our hearts and in our world. Let your word and your presence ignite the hope the world needs to bring to life your love and justice. Amen. And now as you go, receive this benediction. Go now in the, and walk in the light of the Lord. Stay alert for the Lord is near. Put on the armor of light and, and live openly and honorably. Pray for peace for all God's people. And may God clothe you in the light of Christ. May Christ Jesus teach you his ways. And may the Holy Spirit keep you alert and prepared for the coming day of the Lord. Go in peace.